Welcome to the Star Found Podcast, an actual play podcast of the tabletop role-playing game Starfinder by the lovely people at Paizo. Now, some of you may know Starfinder and its cousin D&D and may know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of you may be totally in the dark. Don't worry, I'm here to fill you in. A tabletop role-playing game mixes the boundaries between long-form improvisation and board games. And what this means is that a group of friends sit around a table and collaboratively tell a story, the outcome of which is decided by rolls on a 20-sided die that's modified by the character's abilities and skills. Now, several of these friends are the players, and they have made characters that are the heroes of the story. Meanwhile, one friend takes on the role of the Game Master, who is sort of the arbiter of the game. They play, but they are also directing the action, you might say. So as the game plays out, if a player wants their character to shoot a laser blaster to hit the target of their bounty in the knee, there are mechanics for that. Or if the heroes need to get into a factory that's producing an army of war robots, they might choose to disguise themselves, or they might try to talk their way in, or they might have some other way of doing it and we talk it out together. We are recording this second season of Starfound live on twitch.tv slash hearthsingergames every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So go give us a follow right now. The first season is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud now, as well as on our YouTube page. So go get caught up. Give us follows, likes, and where you can, write positive or constructive comments. It really helps to get our podcast into the hands of more listeners. New episodes will be released every Wednesday evening, but if you just can't wait that long, head over to patreon.com slash starfoundpod and consider pledging at least $5 to get access to the video a whole week earlier, as well as some other sweet patron-only rewards, including private streams and polls that affect the story of the podcast. We have something new happening on patreon.com slash starfoundpod. For our $10 and up crewman patrons, we have started creating patron characters with them that live and exist inside the world. And once a month, they get to choose an action that their characters do, and then we resolve it with a dice roll at the end of the month. Now, I'm not entirely certain how this is going to play out because it's based on what our patrons decide to do with their newfound power, but I'm hoping that the characters that they create and the actions that they take will feature into the story of Starfound. This is just another way for you, as our listener, to interact with the story and the world that we are creating. Now let's meet some of these mooks, our mostly fearless Starfinders. I'm Anne Richmond, and I play Amaruk Yuka, Vlaka Solarian, First Claw of Clan Yuka, and Emotional Support Captain for the crew of the Kingfisher. I'm Helena Anderson, and I play Jaleskia, a very clumsy Kasathan mystic zoologist, and I believe in the pursuit of knowledge and friendship. Friendship is good, too. Hi, my name is Parker Wallace, and I play Caster 9, android mechanic and pilot of the Kingfisher. Happy to be of service. Hi, I'm Dexter Warren, and I play Jabberwocky, a skittermander technomancer. I'm a magical boy tech whiz with a love of stories and shinies. 
Now sit back, strap in, or at least hold on to something. Let's get Starfound. Last time on Starfound, the crew of the Kingfisher found themselves at the mercy of a terrible shadow creature, which they promptly banished. After spending some time with strange lion-like dogs that they found in the caves beneath sky, they were happened upon by strange giants, similar to the ones that had that they had encountered on mm, their homeworld of Brightclaw. Oh god, what happened then? Right, Castra's rolls. Um, Then Castor rolled remarkably well, snuck behind these giants while the others were completely passed out and found out a lot of secrets about these giants, their gigantic underground forest, their flower fields, and eventually tried to hack into their system, which did not go very well. The second half of our adventure ended up with the crew being locked in a prison cell. And after much cross-lingual negotiation, finally decided to agree to help these giants steal something from somewhere across the planet. Some strange pods which reminded Kia of the pod that they had found the giant baby growing in back on Brightclaw at the end of our past arc. Upon emerging from the darkness below, or rather being dumped in the light, they were informed by Mark of the Kingfisher that ships can no longer leave the planet of Sky. And that is where we left our crew. So, y'all, what are we doing this time? Uh, <laughs> everyone's faces. <laughs> so, so Amaruk is going to say to, uh, as they're all kind of waiting for the Kingfisher mm-hmm. to come, uh, to come around and, and offer support. And they're sort of, I imagine her sort of like, you know, wind blown in this new area, completely dis- dis- uh, disoriented. And she sort of looks at everybody and says, so what exactly are we supposed to do? We're supposed to get the pods or figure out something about the pods? They said something was stolen from them. Uh, Well, yeah, it sounds like we got to steal them back from some place somewhere. Those were quite large. How are we going to be able to do it? Uh, On the ship, maybe? Yeah. That's what I would guess. Oh, Mike, don't we have any cables on the ship, Mark? Yes, we do still have cables on the ship. The question is, where are these pods? I feel like they're deeper underground. I mean, does anyone else have any <laughs> any think, ideas? You were you have... were shown in a vision, right? Yes, in the in the in the illusion yeah. that the uh, giant cast right across yes. the world. And let's go back to our map. Right now. Mm. Yes. Go to over yes, to a map, yes, everyone. Yes. Um, What's up, Shanicus? Welcome back. I'm so glad to see you back in chat. Over here. Let me pull everyone's attention over there. Boom. There it is. There we go. Is where yeah. kind of it was. And on the um on the illusion that they had, had that she had shown you, it did seem like there was 
some kind of monolith possibly jutting out of the ground over there. Okay, so we're going to be dealing some more with some fissures, which means that it's very possible that this is underground. Caster, you're totally right. Mm -hmm. So maybe we, I don't know, prep a little better this time. I, I'd rather not get knocked out again. That was that was no fun. Yeah, it was kind of scary. I was the only one left. You came yeah. a long way, baby. Uh, thank you. He kind of is taken aback by Amaruk calling him baby for I think the first time. <laughs> it's she kind of it kind of like comes out and she's like that was weird what I said but I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one says anything. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, GM question. Sure. Uh, the this particular illusion was this one that seemed a sickly uh, a yellow or was it a void? Yellow. Of the stars. Okay, it was a sickly yellow. Yeah. Um, so maybe we're dealing with some sort of like disease situation that uh, a sickly yellow usually, um, well, makes me think of jaundice, which is no good, or scurvy. Ooh, space scurvy is the worst. Mm. Yeah, so uh, we should be very careful um, approaching uh, just because there might be some sort of viral situation. Uh, maybe hazmat suits? She smiles. We don't see. We just see Your the, eyes are the doing rise that again. Smile again. Yeah. You, we all know in 2020 what a mask smile looks like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have hazmat suits? Well, we do have some things. I mean, I I have protection from radiation on my outfit, my my armor. I mean. I mean, armor is fashion. You know what? It's not important right now. Um, but what is sort of important, I feel, is uh, we need to decide whether we are going to, I mean, they were stolen by somebody. So I don't think we're just going to walk into these uh, monoliths or shrines or whatever they are and not meet with some kind of resistance. Yeah, so maybe we need to espionage first. We are all sneaky-like and super dexterous, some of us. Yeah. And um, we take a look at the monoliths, see what we can glean from them, um, and maybe make a, a, an educated decision from there before spelunking into a uh, another deadly situation. Oh, well, maybe we can have Mark uh, pause the scan of the planet and start scanning the monoliths instead. I'm sure it would be less... Oh, sorry, I dropped my pencil. I got excited. Uh, I'm sure it would be... We could have Mark scan the monoliths and, and maybe it would be a little bit less uh, time-intensive than scanning all the caverns beneath the surface of the planet. Yeah, yeah, because we have specific spots that we're looking at now. So yeah, Mark, uh, do you mind uh, taking a look at the uh, these pinpointed areas? And she like points on his little hollow map. His little hollow map, absolutely. Um, yes, absolutely. Give me one moment. Of course. Um, well, actually, first I need to show you guys a couple of new monoliths that have erupted. Uh, no, there's more. Monolith. Monolith. Um. Boom. And oh. my God. Boom. It's a giant four. <gasps> it's shaped like a four. Taller than it's worst. Mega Maid. She's gone from three to four. <laughs> oh God. Quiet threes. Four is talking. 
Oh, sweet God. Anyway. So there are indeed two more monoliths that have popped up much, much closer to each other than the other two monoliths, which, as you can see, there are the blue numbers at one and over here at two. Um. Ah, ah, ah. There's a um, total of four monoliths right now? There are a yeah. total of four... Let me try that again. Four monoliths, yeah. That can be four. Four. Um, four monoliths. <laughs> so are we what, okay today? No. No. What specifically <laughs> are you looking for? Um, I would think cavernous systems. Uh, and miniatures. Entry points, uh, humanoids. Entry points. Or, or giant, no, giant noids. Giant. Just some big old noids. Big old noids. Great. Signatures. Noids. Just we like, like to call them. We like to call them big boys. Big boys. That's the official. Yeah, please commence scanning for big boys. Engage. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> All right. Can I get a computer's check? Okay. Yes. I know I can. You do that, I know I can. Miles, check. I yeah, do want to let you know that they can see your notes and not the map. <gasps> That's terrible. I can't see them because I'm not reading them like a good girl. I can't see anything. Is it bad it? that I automatically switched tabs? Oh no, that reflex. <laughs> uh, my computer's check is a 27, by hey. the way. Oh gosh. You can see notes. Shane. Where can you see notes? Well, they were they were on, on the screen. screen. They were They're being not projected. Oh, you're right. Yeah. There we go. You saw them. You saw them notes. Yeah, it's too late now. I didn't read them, but I did see that they were there. Chat. What did they say? What yeah, did chat they, what they chat say? Chat said help. <laughs> chat I swear, help. It's a room with the moose. <laughs> release them from our prison, <laughs> or release us from their prison. I don't know. Help. Send help. And for. And for ten dollars and up on Patreon, you too can look at Miles's notes. <laughs> <laughs> just pennies a day, or just like hang just out long enough day. until I mess up. Smogel says, "Uh, they see TPK." They said, oh, no. No. They, said they said Kia dies here uh, with an X on a map. <laughs> no, it truly was a room with a moose. Never, I would not die via moose. Is that what you're saying? Have you seen a moose? Meese are pretty big. Meese, they're pretty fierce. Sure. Do you know meese? They can swim. The meeses will yes. The meeses yes. will swim. Meeses will tear you to pieces under the weeds. <laughs> the but they also are really good for hair. Really? That's what I know about moose. It's good for hair. Wait, so moose uh, are just out there, just having some bomb ass weaves, getting yeah, into wet, not caring. Quaff your time. Okay, we need oh to play this my game. Gosh. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get a total that I I didn't hear because I was I was doing 27. technical. Twenty seven, and what a total it was. Um, so looking at this area, you see that it's in large, kind of empty, empty deserts, right? Um, just huge, huge uh, uh, fields of of sand but the sand itself it looks like from preliminary scans is made up of disintegrated crystals so they're these shimmering like kind of quartz white sands that uh that glow almost in the in the light from the sun um 
And at night, it seems like they retain some of the some of the energy. So it's a glow in the dark desert. Yes. Um, but the 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 where your previous monolith had created a fissure in the ground that you could find your way into. These have erupted out of the sand and have just disturbed sand dunes. Right. So there's no fissure right there. Um, looking, scanning deeper, however, Mark does see that somewhere underneath there is a solid, um, uh, uh, there is solid rock deeper underneath the sand, but it's like a ways down. So the entrance to this may be somewhere else on the planet. It's hard to say. Okay, so we should definitely grab some of the sand and uh, take a look at that because that's really, really cool. Um, first of all. Uh, second of all, maybe taking a look at these monoliths and see if, if they're uh, any different than the other ones that came with fissures. Copy that. I don't know. I sort of don't want you to bring sand on the ship. It's coarse. And no. Gets... No. Don't you dare. <laughs> no, I won't let there. you. <laughs> you, Anna, can't. <laughs> God damn it. Amazing. Um. All right. Uh. So <laughs> she says... Well, the what do you think he means? Uh, she sort of like covers her mouthpiece as if uh, Mark can't hear when she covers the mouthpiece, which isn't true because that's not how technology works. Um, but uh, she covers the mouthpiece into her comms and she goes, What do you think he means by the planet could be elsewhere? Like, how far elsewhere? Planet. The planet? The entrance to the plant, to the, the area? The, the entrance to the underneath the monoliths. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, they, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. I thought that was clear. It clearly was not. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> what your words. It's okay. Sorry. It happens to me once uh, every two years. But yes, no, uh, he. I think it must be a little further away then, maybe in a less deserty area, maybe a cavernous place. Okay, hmm. are there any um, entrances? Uh, are there any other entrances on the planet that you can find near to here that, that uh, have kind of rocky areas, Mark? Mark was buffering for a moment. Um, Mark? Oh, no, there oh, I, I take yeah. my paw. I take my paw off the console. I'm so sorry. Uh, Mark, uh, are there any other areas that have like a rocky uh, terrain where we might find a cavern entrance nearby? Well, there is the massive mountain range to the north. Oh, sorry, I was facing the other <laughs> way, and then she looks back over. It's like, oh, that's the map. Yeah, <laughs> I was facing a different north. Looking at Kia's <laughs> Zen garden in the corner. Yeah, yeah, north. Stay, stay away from my Zen garden. <laughs> okay. Um, there oh. in, indeed, there has been a uh, another recurrence inside of the mountains. It is quite a ways from the official, um, well, from where you were looking. But there is the monolith number one and the monster known only as C, um, the C on the map. Um, ah. <laughs> I see uh, cursors Mar like wandering you. around. <laughs> And then finding it, yeah, um, are also uh, in the mountains. Um, yeah. Okay. So, 
Hmm. So are we thinking that maybe there's either one really long tunnel, which absolutely not. That's not a fun time. Um, or maybe there's a portal um, that just kind of eh, us from the mountains to the desert because I mean, being underground that long. But these things are clearly all connected somehow. So <laughs> I think it's I don't know about the portal. That's kind of a, a broad assumption, but you know, I love those. So, but maybe there is because there's got to be some kind of connection between all of these things, right? Can we just go already? I agree. Can we, can we just get to four or three? Okay, or, so do you want to go over and look even though there's not an entrance over there? Yeah, yeah, I think we should scout it out. That's what the, um, what's her name, uh, Dasher showed us, or Amy. Amy yes, and why would she have sent us here that is if we weren't point. supposed to be here? Correct. Yeah, let's go. Let's go take a look. Can we do a fly over, Mark? You absolutely can. Slash caster, because you're not the pilot and caster is. I forgot. It's for quite all right. I don't know. Being teleported across the world makes me feel very funny. Okay, caster, <laughs> engage. Engaging. Messes with your jellies, you know? Yeah. Here exactly. we go. All right. So you take off, zip down over this massive, massive desert. Um, which is broken only by the occasional large um, crystalline structure that like erupts out the middle of it, kind of like lonely trees. It's less like these massive structures and more like small, delicate crystals that kind of break off into different formations that split almost like like lightning spreading out towards the sun. Um, but ahead of you rises this pitch black monument that um, stretches up towards the sky. These two monoliths can be seen within distance of each other, right? Um, but they're about uh, about 400 miles away from each other. Ah. Over the flat, just like flat emptiness of this desert, you can just make the other one out kind of this tiny black uh, uh, speck above the mirages. It is very, very hot here. Um, there's not much life, but what is, is tough and hardy. Um, most of it burrows under the sand or is uh, very, very cold-blooded. So this, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just getting excited. I'll allow it. Um, so <laughs> she, takes a look like from the bottom to the top of this thing and there is indeed no entrance correct like mm -mm. no way to no um she is going to fly like up the thing a little bit and get a sense of like what the uh material looks like i guess like all the way up and if it's different at the top than the bottom like just anything else she can take in from mm -hmm. up here yeah absolutely so the monolith, it's very similar to the last one, right? The other one that you had been to over yeah. on the eastern edge of the Sea of Hyperbrine. And it looks like the black on it is a coating that has been applied from this thing being buried or stored yeah. or whatever the case may be underneath the earth, right? And it's dragged yeah. it out with it. It, um... It does have a 
well, it's not it's not like sticky, right? It's not like yeah. mud. It's not easily wiped off. It's kind of like it it was encased in something and brought it yeah. with it, right? Um, um mm-hmm. can I take my Solarian weapon? Yeah. And try to chip away at part of it to see what's underneath. Yes, absolutely. Um, why don't Probably you? A bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah great idea. Just start hitting things. Uh, let's make a. Uh, I almost told you to make a monolith check. Make a strength Let me check. Make monolith, please roll for <laughs> roll monolith. Roll for monolith. Um, okay, great. Uno monolithe. Uno monolithe. PCs. There we go. Amaruk strength. Now, all right, all together, we've got a 12. I mean, I could roll. 12. I feel like when when do I get to roll athletics checks? These are my big questions. <laughs> when you climb when? something or run or. Got it. OK, do, do you want to roll an athletics check? I mean, I just th- these this is not a complaint. I just never understand as a as a strong character. It's like everybody else. If you punch something like everybody else can roll checks for like knowing things. Right. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can really do is hit things and talk to people mm-hmm. um, well. And so I always wonder when athletics comes in, because that's the only skill I can build on top of just increasing my flat score, which I can only do every eight levels or whatever it is climb jump pull someone yeah. up feet of strength i pull i pull the mono this is a feat of strength you're just gonna rip it? the monolith that you uh, yeah sure i mean she's gonna she's definitely trying to punch through the stuff great then i guess then why don't you just add then that punch. why don't you just okay, make cool. an so add four <laughs> So just add four to that number. So 16. I'm not, tr- I'm not complaining. I just don't understand in any game. This is not like a, how dare you I understand. tell me this. I understand. I, don't understand. I feel like DMs have a tendency to make either. Yeah, sure. It's acrobatics or yeah, sure. It's athletics. And usually I'm the athletics guy, but not in Starfinder. Okay. So you like cut back and forth across this thing like trying to break through this crust outside of it and you make these large scoring marks across it right cutting into it and like uh uh uh, ripping pieces of this with like the Mm -hmm. the um the claw great so she changes all of her damage to like force force damage damage as you start to beat it away bit by bit by bit and eventually you you like tear this little like patch of a hole in it about the size of a quarter and underneath you can see that quartz like material that the conductive mm -hmm. stuff okay yeah cool so she she kind of like shoots herself like nose dives down yeah um to the group again and she says well she's all sweaty and it's and it's all but i guess you can't tell because she has white fur all over her body you know what it's fine um but you should just know that she's sweating it's hot it's hot uh she lands a three point three point superhero landing uh folds her wings uh behind her and says well i think these structures are not so much i mean we know we know that these crystalline things conduct right Mm-hmm. Kia and Jabby sort of already figured that out. So I think what we're seeing here is that these aren't so much things where you might find something inside is these are all going to be used to do something to conduct some massive ritual over the entire surface of the planet. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I know a while back we took a look at like the points on the map to see if they I don't know it maybe it's a little silly and mythological but like Make form like a, a shape like yeah right like create ley lines of any kind but I don't think these add anything to it well I mean technology is designed for ease of access and magic is often intentionally um you know not user friendly so it's mm -hmm. kind of the whole mystery of figuring things out um so and you know it's definitely not just like folklore stuff so basically your idea is valid ah th thank you thank you jabby well i mean if it's the same kind of conductive material at least we know that we're dealing with the same issue well yeah. they must be on top of some kind of facility right because when the giant when amy uh showed us the the illusion we could see that she was indicating that there were these things by or underneath these structures so uh, while i do think it was good that we came over here i don't really see any other way for us to you know get underneath here i think we really might have to travel to the other place and come back through whatever network there might be between them do you want me to do a quick dive down and see if i see anything I, I have this suit and she like presses yeah. a little button on her suit and this like mole like uh, plated armor encapsulates Whoa. her. That looks amazing. Yeah, do a dive, but be careful, please. Oh yeah, no, it, we're, we're fine, we're fine. Okay, um, just and report then she back. And a, a life bubble on herself just in case. Uh, Cause idea. Uh, smothering, that would not be good. So she's gonna just like dive. <laughs> very awkwardly and like try to burrow into the sand itself uh, at the foot of the uh, monolith to try to follow it down. How deep are you going? Yeah. Did you hear me? I couldn't hear you. How answer. deep are you going? Um, uh, well, I, I have a, like, I think 30 feet. <laughs> so I'll go 30 feet burrow. Um, and see if I see anything like happening okay. as I'm going. Great. So you go 30 feet down, just sand. Uh, she like sits there for a second, uh, cause she wants to have a, like a cool exit because she's gotten very jealous of Amaru and her three point stances every five minutes. So she's like, all right. Here we go. And so she tries to propel herself upwards at a bit of a faster velocity. Um, I'm sure this is an athletics or something because I want I want to like roll athletics. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shoot it. out. Do it. Oh, that is a 27. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what do you do, Kia? So you you see the first thing y'all see are these like little kind of claw paws that are part of the suit that cover her hands, just kind of pierce and like backwards, slow-mo synchronized swimming, diving out mm -hmm. of the uh, sand. You just see Kia and she tries and does the, the three-point stance, but she has four arms. And so she like gets a little confused and kind of just lands on the ground, but she still looks cool. I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she goes, I feel like that you got that extra arm. That was amazing. You could like do a like ching and pose like one of those 
um, morning cartoons they used to show in the pack worlds. Yeah. With he, uh, Transformer he girl there. people. He just stands there <laughs> blinking yeah. at Amaruk, being like, this is not the reception that I wanted. But I okay. used to love those shows. That's so cool. So how far down did you go? Uh, yeah, you know, about 400 feet. Uh, but I, I didn't really see anything. Did you go oh, down lying through her? Uh, I mean, she said she went down far. Sorry, I, I totally overestimated. It was only 200. Is that a lie? That is can, I, can we that can, is I, can I sense motive, please? All right, that is all that bluff check. Jabby's like, uh huh, uh huh. Good, good feet, uh huh. Yes, Calbunga. 19. Okay, great. Uh, sense motive. PVP. Plus eighty-six. Listen, I'm just. Why are you lying cool. about this thing? Because I'm. I want to be cool. Cool. I rolled a thirty-two. Uh oh. <laughs> um. Amruk's like, get back in the sand. <laughs> she goes. Uh. What would she know? She doesn't know anything about that. She, yeah, she is she. You have says, blind sense sixty feet, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That. Thank you, thank you. That's a perfect in. Yeah. She goes. Um. You know, I can like feel the rumblings in the earth. I can kind of sense how far away things are. Within, I would say, give or take, you know, sixty feet away from me. In any direction. Just laser eyes, Kia. Yeah. Kia, like, full-on laser eyes and says, well, you can do everything, can't you there, Amaruk? I well, definitely so can't. Good. And she, like, pats her on the shoulder and goes, let's go back to the ship. I only went 60 feet down. Happy? It's a bunch of sand. And, like, stomps into the ship, picks up uh, the swaps <laughs> on the way in and starts muttering to it, like, they never understand what it's like to be like this what it's like to be a freak. <laughs> She's like walking inside. Day one of Kia's journey into villain. Oh. <laughs> she, kind of, she kind of looks at Jabby and she's just like, did I say something wrong? Well, pat on the like thigh because that's all I reach up to. <laughs> um, you have a presence about you. Not everyone has that. But I... back. Ooh. I do love snacks. <laughs> Kia would probably tell me I need to eat something. And she takes the cracker <laughs> and begins <laughs> munching it. I pass out snacks on the way back. All right. Fantastic. Uh, yes, yeah. Caster. Before Caster goes to the sh ship, uh, Caster is going to approach one of those crystal formations, like the naturally occurring ones, um, plug in a battery, and using his custom rig on his hand, melts it in with a complete you know circuitry connected to the battery and does the mechanic trick natural computer great oh cool let me think I, for a second about how this sure. is gonna go you said that i was like oh no i don't have contingency um uh, uh so i should be able to know the direction uh mm -hmm. of any and all uh, crystals of that same type, of that same material. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would assume I'd be able to create like a, a rough, like 
And the range is 100 feet, right? Uh, I'm double checking that right now. It's it's probably something around 300 something. So 50 feet times mechanical, oh. which is 300 feet. 300 feet. It definitely goes 300 feet down. Oh, so he could do 300 feet. That's fine. <laughs> he mutters to the squad. These snacks are actually like really zesty, Kia. You might want one. They're really nice. You know what? I have enough zest in my left hand, one of them. I, I gotta go. <laughs> And she doesn't go anywhere. She just stands there petting the squat. Yeah. She goes, you know, you're still here. I can feel, I'm not looking at you, but I can feel that you haven't gone anywhere. I'm a little invested in the situation, my dear friend. It's weird because when you say friend, it doesn't seem like you feel like I'm. I love you, but you're driving me bonkers today. See, that's all I wanted was a little honesty, and now we have that, and I think that's important in a relationship. Kia's honesty face. is so very important. Caster, how's that going? <laughs> I'm checking. Um. So I uh, so question: Is there a collection of crystals that would be like outlining a cavern, perhaps? I don't understand the question. Like. Is there a, a large amount of formation or like a trail or a large central formation of crystals uh, that would be localized around a cavern? In 300 feet of where you are? Yeah. No. Great. All right. Then I'll take the battery out and be on my way to the thing for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. I just curiosity, you know, just feeling things out yeah. before we go. No, first. but let me like be specific so that you understand what's going on. The monolith continues down for 300 feet at its current shape, right? Growing steadily larger as it goes deeper into the Earth's core. Um, and the monolith is about 150 feet tall. Definitely gonna relay relay that information yeah. to uh, the Kingfisher crew. Yeah, because that's important. Sorry, what are the dimensions? It goes at least three hundred feet deep. It is about one hundred and fifty oh. feet tall. It's about forty feet. Ah, uh, no, no, I'm I'm mixing it up. It's about twenty feet by twenty feet wide at the base Ooh. that's exposed. It gets a little bit wide, like tapers wider as it goes deeper. What if, what if they're actually connected into one facility beneath the planet's surface? I've heard, mean, I've heard of some theme parks like that. It, theme parks like this? It, it points to the monolith. Yeah, what she's. Is, well, she says back when I used to do fights, they used to have yeah. uh, connected fighting rings uh, in the city, and you would travel around through like alleyways and stuff to get to the different rings to fight. Oh yeah, some casinos work like that too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Well, well I if mean, it is for fun. giant people, yeah. Right. I mean, oh, that's they, true. Maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're all physically connected. If it expands and gets wider underneath the surface. Well, maybe we can go check out the second one, too, and see if that is of the similar scenario. Well, we can definitely do that, but I feel like we already know that we can't get in here, and I feel like time is of the essence. Do you feel like 
we should just go into the mountains and see if that one has an entry because the only place we've been able to get underneath like that was at the last monolith and that was in solid ground. So we could enter through the fissure. I think we need to go into the mountains and yes, there is that creature over there, but maybe we can try to avoid, maybe we can try to see it, right? Just like we saw the other one and get a sense and then go in through a fissure there if there is one vis visible. I know how you like big creatures. I, I uh, well, uh, <clears throat> yes, no, I, um, I think that's a great idea, Captain. Uh, I think that's where we should go. Engage. During this, I've gone outside, grabbed several vials of sand, and then I take them to the uh, lab. Great. Sweet. Fantastic. Are you doing? Are you, you doing anything with them? I'm arranging them all nice so that like that way when it gets dark, then they'll kind of be like a glowing, like a little, like the little stars you put on your ceiling as a kid. Aww. Aww. That's really lovely. Magic lab. Magic lab. All right. So we're heading up to one on the map. This is what I'm hearing. One on the map. Great. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> so, one is in the mountains by sea? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so you all head up, hop in the Kingfisher, and take off and head over the mountains, right? Which are massive and dusty and in the, like slew of valleys that weave back and forth uh, in between these several different mountain ranges, it looks like. It looks almost like it's row after row after row of mountain range, almost. Um, and in the valleys underneath them, there are rivers that collect and small lakes and pools, which uh, are make a little bit of water and a little bit of... Uh, uh, ecosystem inside of these these little safe areas um now the mountains themselves yeah uh, absolutely jabby quick question so when you say mm -hmm. the little rivers and kind of lakes mm -hmm. uh in i guess the troughs of the different mountain mm -hmm. ranges are they kind of like little mountainy tide pools or are they a little more like valleys they're more like valleys yeah okay yeah um but as you scan them you start to realize that all of the water is heavily poisoned with hard metals um oh. so it won't support any life from the packed worlds other than maybe some weird weird uh edge cases right um and it kind of makes sense as you start to look at them, um, Kia, especially seeing this data, why so many of these animals that you've encountered here have metal or crystal built into them because their biology is part rock or stone or crystal. Oh. Um, crustaceans crawl in and out of the scree um their carcasses blending into the rock and they grow little dry bits of lichen on them carapace nope. every time not in this game <laughs> every time it's so charming carcapus carcapus i like it it's like a it pokemon does. name <laughs> it is wait i choose you carcapus is just a big Carcapus. shell it's just a shell they use a slam every time 
Um, there are also small bands of grazing animals who feed off of insect swarms with these large net-like jaws um, down in the low places. And occasionally you'll see these massive reptilian birds that can be seen swooping on thermal vents from the amazing amount of geological activity that happens down here um, in these valleys. Um, the birds are uh, about dragon-sized. Okay. But they're very clearly not dragons, right? Alright, um, yeah. They're dragon size, though. <laughs> that counts. We're coming home with a pet, friend. It's a big bird. You know what? Physical science the check. The pet is the size of the kingfisher. Uh, okay. About, yeah. Physical science. <laughs> Might give the kingfisher a run for its money. That is a 23. That is a 23 for physical science. Nice. Um, so the, the mountains don't, they don't obey any laws of geology known to the packed worlds. They are, it's, you have no idea how they were formed. Okay. So they are possibly not of this plane. We think this already. So that's, that's another I don't know, check mark in our non-planar box. So the monolith is close to the large um, life reading that you picked up um, when these things woke up, or the large energy reading, less of a life reading, right? Um, the, the reading that matched the awaking of the Sneasel in the City of Sky. Um, which one do you want to go to first? I see people making yeah, decisions. No. How about... Do you have to choose the lesser of two sneezels sneakily, here? How about we sneakily look at the creature so we yeah. have an idea of where it is. And if it's all like, oh, I want to eat some people who are, who are trespassing, then yeah. we just have an idea of where it's going to be while we're looking. And then we can just, I don't know, land on the opposite side maybe, just have even a little bit of a buffer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Totally, totally. Love that. So you, you do a flyby of where this came from, right? And as soon as you crest around the side of one of these massive mountain peaks, which kind of like angles up at a sharp angle, almost like a piece of shale being like jutted out of the ground or, or on an especially cold day when a small puddle freezes and you step on it and the pieces of broken ice shoot up. Ahead of you is this unlikely thing a massive shell is covered in these black crystalline spines and it sits kind of neatly placed in between two mountains that jut up at various angles um the two mountains themselves look destroyed they look collapsed. The dust around them is still settling, and there is no fauna on scanners in the immediate area. Okay. Does that look like a recent development? Is there any way to tell? Absolutely. 
Okay. Yeah. It definitely so, looks like so it happened recently. It could have been within 24 to 48 hours, but that would mean, uh, well, you know what? You know what? Let's do a scan to see how much you know. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Jabby. Uh, oh, that's a 39. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. What was your natural roll? Uh, the natural was a 19. Great. So you can hit a 40 if you really try. Amazing. If I really try. If you really try. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> if you 40 really wanted it. Yeah. Unfortunately, 40 <laughs> was the DC deck. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. ah, too bad. Um, However, betide me. <laughs> so the it looks like this happened right at the same like about two hours after everything kind of woke up. It seems like this um, structure, this shell like structure, right, shifted and rattled underneath the two mountains and then possibly like erupted out from underneath them and caused this entire range to kind of like explode and collapse as the various pieces of it fell and and flew in various different directions. Um, The sand and dust in the air should settle in the next two days, right? But all of the water systems here have been completely messed up. Mark says, if there were any, um, if there were any subterranean entrances there, they probably have collapsed by now. However, I am getting a reading that just one mountain range over, there appears to be another set of more modern dwarven structures. Maybe we can go down through the mines, though. Also, Amaruk, uh, if you're feeling uh, limber, or if you if you need a little like moment of uh, a walkies, uh, do you uh, want to uh, climb me down so that I can look at the thing? Of course. Oh, great! Happy to be of service. I oh, whispered uh, a casp- caster. Was that an olive branch? I'm not very sure. I'm just waiting to see what happens, really. I'm allergic to olives. <laughs> oh, uh, yep, that was allowed. Yep, we love olives. Jabby doing a dance. Jabby doing a dance. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she um, offers an arm uh, like Lois Lane and uh, Superman style to Kia. Kia kind of cringes and then like clambers up just as awkwardly as she had to last time (laughs) you can you have really a couple of options like i can hold you like side saddle or you can ride me from behind it's really (laughs) oh i'm a real guy i don't know about that Uh, it's real it's really up to you what you're more comfortable with i just um, need you know to be able to stretch my wings yeah well I, i don't mind this way i like being held like a baby Okay, Aww. and then she like very quickly swoops under and gets your feet, and then L use like awkwardly moves to the side and then taps the the airlock door with her with her elbow while she's holding you, and she goes here we go, and then she just dives down, giant wings expanding and then folding behind her, so we go like catapulting towards the earth earth at alarming speed, and then. <laughs> They spread open suddenly and they like soar and skid across like 
right above the ground and she kind of like runs to a stop and then sets you down. Well, that was a, that was a, a solid three star Uber trip. Uh, okay. So Kia's gonna like try to be very cautious and quiet and uh, similarly to the other kind of centaur creature, she's gonna kind of come head down, eyes up, kind of bowing towards this creature. Great. So you start kowtowing as you move forward towards this thing. Amazing. Hello. Hi. Hello. Bow. Bowing. Amaruk, bow. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Are are you going with her, Amaruk? I mean, I'm not going to let her just... Kowtow her way (laughs) right up to heaven. (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah, she's going to follow her behind, but she'll let, you know, Kia's taking the lead on this. She's in charge. Kowtow to death. Um, Great. So you slowly start to move forward, showing deference to whatever this thing is. Um, And as you get within about 150 yards of this, you hear this kind of echo come from inside of something scratching against the inside of the shell. Um, and it's like very, very loud, but you get the sense that if this thing is as large as it is, the entrance to this shell is probably, it's probably about a thousand feet up in certain, like certain uh, diameter, right? Yeah. Um. So you get the sense that it was just like a tiny shift, but you yeah. can hear she, it like this. She kind of... As it echoes off the various different walls. Yes. And she feels the vibrations like mm-hmm. at, of that, you know, scratching. And she kind of stops in her tracks and she goes, Kia, this thing is. Do you remember that like snake that was miles long on our planet? Yeah. I have. Okay. You're smiling and that's concerning, but I have similar concerns about how kind of the scale we're looking at here. I'm only one Vlaka, okay? You're only one Kasatha. And There's... we've gone so far with our lives. Oh. Famous sure. last Sure, sure. Yeah. I'd like to continue to go farther, though. Well, what can I, can, can I just at least look inside? Just like for, for a tiny, just a second. Oh my god. Okay. Come we, here. It'll be helpful if we know if this is another necrotic being, if it's I mean, really chilly like the other one. Information is power. Knowledge is power, Amaruk. No, I, I understand. I get it. I am I get it. She kind of reaches out and offers her arm and then slowly begins like flying them up towards the entrance. Great. You so you all start heading towards the center of this thing? I the, mean, like, opening. I'm just trying to get an image. So you gotta I tell me where you're going. I want this to be over as soon <laughs> as possible, but I'm trying to support <laughs> Have we idea. the most supportive friend. Yes, Castor. Yeah. Have we 
have we landed the kingfisher yet? Nope. Because I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Orbit. Not in orbit, but we're off yeah. the ground. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are flying passes around up above, yeah. like safely okay. up above. Can the kingfisher hover? Uh, can hover? I can make this baby hover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's easy to I hit when it's it. hovering, though. Hey, also, welcome, Tannis Strongfort. <laughs> welcome to the baby bars. Thanks for, Thanks the, for the follow. Thanks for So glad to have welcome you. Tannis? <laughs> okay. Oh. Wait. Uh, I'm a rogue. Yeah. You gotta tell me what's going on. Yeah, she yeah, she she looks at Keo and last time, like she she moves forward like probably like sixty feet. Uh and then she kind of like pulls up, she's like flapping. She says, Um, are you really sure you wanna get that close to the center of this thing? I, I feel really scared. Uh Kia kind of like begins to realize that she's put her friend in a really scary situation. Uh, and she goes, well, I mean, if, if you feel very strongly about it, I won't make you, I, I understand. I'm just really scared about how, I mean, I, I agree with you that these creatures need help. You know, they, they didn't deserve to have this happen to them, but I just also feel like we are walking right into the lion's den and I've already been in prison once today and that was lucky. Uh, well, the thing is, what if this is a creature that has some sort of knowledge about what is going on? But you couldn't communicate with the other one, really. Yeah, and this one's really different. Oh, boy. There's another challenge. scraping sound from inside. It has, I don't like bugs, Kia. I'm going to be very honest with you. And this is a big bug boy. Well, it's kind of like a snail-ish, right? Is it, it's like a snail bug, a snug, a bale. Okay. I begin something. Closer, okay. I as begin. you turn, as you like okay. look up a single, yeah. almost kind of like proboscis slowly starts to. <laughs> Make its way, its way out. out of the shadow ahead of you. Um, yeah. It's this kind of like softly glowing little pearl. It's glowing. Oh no, this is an angler fish situation. Abort, abort! <laughs> um, wait, I, I love it. No, 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 don't look into the light, Kia. I mean, not Kia, though, like, wow, that was uh, very Freudian, but. No, 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 I'm a rook. Don't look into the light. It's very pretty, but we have to go. We got to get out of here. She like you grabs think, your Do little... you think that's a small sun? I think that you are a very good girl and we should go. Do you see how scary that was? Do you see how scary that was? And she looks back at you. She knew the Oh, I thought she was gone. So you turn and fly off and something yeah. moves out of the darkness. Something large, something, something that, that fits almost the entirety of the shell opening and it's chasing after you. Amruk, I need that that uh Athletics check Athletics now. Check. Is it time, Miles? <laughs> it's time. <laughs> oh, at least we got it out. I want to go on record saying I'm very upset that it's not a turtle and it is a snail. You managed to get 26. bug parts on a mountain. <laughs> How? How? Defend yourself. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bug parts, though. It's not bug parts. You, well, you've taken it all wrong. Let's go. 22 
Uh, 26, please. Okay. All right. <laughs> Out of the darkness comes this claw. The claw. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing scares you anymore. I'm going to have to kill one of you. Um, <laughs> no. no, I'm very scared. I peed a little earlier, honest. <laughs> And it reaches out towards you and you start to beat your wings as hard as you can, trying to zip away from this thing. And you just hear a snap behind you. And as you hear it, the sound wave hits you. (gasps) And you spin head over heels, holding desperately on to Kia before you find your wings underneath you again and shoot upwards. Behind you, you in the Kingfisher watch this massive claw that has these like spines of crystal growing out of it, the same tenebrous crystal as on the other ones, Um, but it's like growing out forward from the claw, and as it moves, it like leaves behind the shearings of this freshly grown crystal behind it. And just the claw extends out, snaps on like this long multi-segmented arm and then slowly retracts back into the darkness. Cool. That was bracing. I feel alive. Me too. But also, I feel definitely not dead. Yes, no, I, I think once we... the. They had me at the first half, but the, the angelfish <laughs> angle is a classic biological situation where someone right. ices you with a shiny thing and then you go and like. Anyway. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you bring a lot to the table, Kia. Like I wouldn't know half the things we know before we walk into battle, but sometimes you get really excited about these very scary large babies, and then we have to go chasing after them. And it's really scary to be in that position with you sometimes because, like, you know, they're demons or bad babies like this one. Okay. But if we walk, if, if, if a stranger, if, if let's say that you're a large necrotic snail and um, someone tries to walk into your armor, you have like a really large, beautiful piece of armor with a bunch of crystal. Uh, I might be upset too. So- I feel like you're reading me. <laughs> <laughs> reading you. No, I know you. I don't need to read. Oh. Oh! She like does one of those like very serious faces and then goes, I'm joking, I'm joking. Come on, come on. No, but like I it's it's acting out of fear, as are we. And I appreciate your willingness to uh fly me down there. Um, and I'm sorry that I made you scared, and I, I won't ask you to do that ever again. Okay. I just I just don't want I, I don't want you to I want you to be able to Discover the mysteries of the universe. I mean, I always told you all that I would support whatever you wanted to do after we found our home on Brightclaw. And it's just, I want I want those explorations to go on for a long, long time. I don't want them to happen one time and be very quickly over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Um, I like you, Kia. Thank you. I, okay, I I, we won't talk your, about it. like. No, okay. No. I, I, I subscribed. <laughs> uh, 
Yes. No, I like you yeah. too, Amaruk. It's just maybe I just need to get a jetpack or something. We can probably afford that. I bet we could get you something. Yeah, because then I won't have to bring you along with me when I want to do my own research. Well, but I'd still have to come with you if you did that, because then you just fly out there by yourself. <sighs> I get the feeling that if I had a shoulder angel and shoulder devil, that they would be making the yap, 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 um, uh, like a hand signal at me. Like if there was someone that was the master of my life, like a... I don't know. No, that. that wasn't the yap, yap, yap signal. That was the claw. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I was, okay, like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, Dad. We're, yeah. talking, we're role playing and you don't like it. God. No, that was if Kia's going to go off alone. I'm going to yeah. snap. Snap, snap, snap. I just, you know, I, I, you, it's not just. I think we've all been out here on our own for a while and you have a pack now. So when you want to explore these things, it's not just you anymore, even with the jetpack. This like hits a chord with Kia and uh, you can tell Amaruk that her eyes kind of just glaze over. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, thank you, Captain. And then she walks away. <laughs> Back into the ship. Yeah. To hang out with the squawks. Because she's got some issues that she needs yeah. to work on. I hear, I hear. <laughs> we got um, it. <laughs> we picked up on it. How can I make this more clear? <laughs> it's very clear. Uh, yeah, so she kind of like goes to like say something and it's just like, you know what? Sometimes you just have to shut up. Shut up, Amaruk. Shut up, she says to herself. Um, and then walks in to the ship after her. Great. Quest clarification question. I love them, Jabby. Um, when you said the crystals were extending, mm -hmm. did it look like they were growing out of the claw? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like then and there, as if reaching. Yes. Jabby will remember this. <laughs> Jabby will remember. <laughs> All right. What's the plan, everybody? Okay, let's let's try to check out that dwarven settlement. Maybe they know more. Maybe they know more. Hopefully they're there and not horribly dead. Did you all learn anything? I don't yes. know. Sure then, yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> Okay. Fantastic. So you turn the Kingfisher around and zip off in a new direction, heading just a couple of, of mountain ranges over, and below you, set into the side of this large gray mountain, is a dwarven outpost. Um, life signs similarly show that there are no dwarves outside of here. Um, it looks less like an outpost and more... Um, I, I should rescind the term outpost, and it's very clearly a mining operation. Um, mm. It has l like uh, uh, slews of, of uh, or actually slews which lead to um, uh, uh, 
runoff pits and and pools down in the valley below there are it, it, it itself is this massive kind of like metal jut that sticks out of the side of the mountain and you can see several different uh tunnels that like dive deeper in and at the head they're all of them quite large um there are a few support buildings in various different places and some processing plants and large large um uh, landing pads off to the left as well. Um, any questions? <clears throat> so sorry. Um, I think we'll live. Choking on misfit. Um, do we, from the sensor, mm -hmm. um, do we sense any um, actively running technology? Mm, there are... It seems like a good portion of the automation inside of the mine is still intact. But um, the, there is no defense system that's online. It doesn't seem like actually one was installed here. Sky is very carefully defended. It doesn't seem like this was. Um, the, yeah, yeah, just, just machines inside are definitely active. Lights are on, but no one's home. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Amurk says out of nowhere. And she says, she's like leaning in the captain's chair and then she sort of shifts to the other side and she says, how many of these creatures did we say there were? Three? Two? Four? You have seen the large ones? The large yeah. ones. Three so far. Three. Yeah. So, so, so far. far. Don't no. like that. Hey, oh. there was Sneasel and then there were more. Okay. She goes, okay. <laughs> Suspicious. Sorry, I'm working on another broad assumption, but I'll get, I don't have enough information yet. Oh. Are you sure you uh, don't want to make power. it prematurely? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that bad. I gotta, I gotta work on it a little more. It needs, it needs hmm. to get, get it, get it, get, oh my God. Jesus Christ. I just skidded on the record player in my mouth. Like I just watched my brain just shut down. Actively. Yeah. No, move on to somebody else. I need to recover. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, help. There's no Balrog down there, but I mean, we might as well start investigating. Yes, I say we do uh, the same Stealthily. kind of thing we did uh, in the main city in Sky. Fantastic. So you 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 all are settling down on the landing pad. Is the plan? Did mm -hmm. we did we do a scan for life? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was. We did. It was we did. Automated we did. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe we should send out. Uh, Sorry, I was thinking about my my large connecting theories. Uh, maybe we should uh, maybe we should send a message, like an automated message, down like we're landing, like requesting just in case, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want there to be a, a record of malfeasance. There are no response to hails. Okay, okay, great. Well, let's let's take a little uh, seat down there on the landing pad, Caster. All right, let's see how bad this thing is. The Kingfisher lands gently on top of the landing pad, the docking, uh, what's it called? Docking <laughs> bay? Pad? The gangway? Gang the gangplank. Every time. The yes! The gangplank descends, and you all make your way out onto the empty landing pad. Um, 
flat concrete baking in the sun. Ah. Um, it is, however, the, the latter part of day, and it looks like it's heading towards a long night as the uh, large, large planet that's this, that this moon uh, orbits ha- takes up most of the sky and is kind of chasing the sun across the sky. Um, you make your way further in, climbing up the series of steps while these kind of like automated... Um, uh, 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 conveyor belts run empty next to you dust still present on them um, from whatever the the dwarves had been mining and loading into carts to be brought onto ships um, and you head I'm guessing you can chain, tell me you don't want to go here um, first if you don't want yes Jabby so does can we see anything that would be left in those carts or containers um, that they were trying to transport? Yes, please um, make a perception check, I think. That sounds good, right? What if it's a physical science? It could okay, be physical uh, science. Yeah, go for it. I would much rather do physical science. <laughs> it's a rock. 25. 25. Sapphires. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh. Sapphire yeah. dust gleams blue and greenish. On these um, conveyor belts, black underneath them. Um, And indeed, as you make your way out here, there clearly have been so many sapphires that they've gotten a little bit careless as little chunks of the gems are kind of occasionally left in various different corners. He is going to pick a couple of them up. She wants them. Great, great. I'll give you five sapphires that you find Thank like you. quarters kind of scattered. Um, yeah. Question for you. Yes. So as we are looking around, she's going to try and find like whatever the kind of like organizing station would be like if there's a desk or like whatever that would be. And she wants to kind of sense the state of when this was left like this, if it's just like the other places. Totally. So you head up a few more stairways up to like what seems like a head office, right? That's kind of yeah. off to the right of the mine shafts that lead da- lead down. You can hear the rumble of machinery from deep inside of there. But as you head up, the door is locked, but it doesn't take much jimmying to kind of pop. You know what? Roll another athletics check, Anne. <gasps> It's desperately unsanitary to go back to back and back in a tank. That's true. Thank you for that back. Also, for that. I've been rolling acrobatics this entire time and I forgot, but it's fine. I only. <laughs> Until now, I just misread. I switched them in my head. Suck. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I just had plus two on other things, and I succeeded on every other check. So it's not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I just hate myself that I like asked for it, and then I was like, "But Miles, I never get to improve at anything, just like my other fellow players." And you were like, "Okay, that seems fair." And then I was like, "I'm gonna roll something completely unrelated." Teehee. That's why I was laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you like bust the door open, um, the little bit of wood that it's attached into kind of like shatters open and inside there are papers and leftover computer systems, which still kind of hum with energy. Um, 
and it looks like there's a lot of records standing around. Um, can I get perception check from the best of you as you start to search through this? I think that's me. It is, yeah. It is. Roll it. I, I will. That is a 27. Nice. So as you start to search through here, you get the sense that everything was operating to code, right? Um, they had been detecting more um, uh, seismic activity than usual over the past couple of weeks, um, but there are no signs in these notes that anyone knew that anything was going to happen. Um, there's a large amount of sapphires coming out of this mine. It seems like a couple of weeks ago, it was they had hit a large vein of tourmaline. Um, and... Everything seems to be going according to code. There were about 200 dwarves living on site and close to 2,000 more would be shipped in every day to work. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. She, so she's, she uh, kind of says to Caster in sort of a low tone, she says... Do you think these dwarves would have had anything to potentially do with what happened to your friend? I mean, I, 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 you know, I couldn't tell you, Amaruk. Oh, yeah, should I, we be looking? Should we be looking for information on that too? I mean, didn't she say she was forced to work in mines? That's true. Well, I think we'll find what we'll find. I think, you know. Not unless you don't ask me about it. Anne is right. Yeah. Um, True. Because I will forget things um, because ah, I've given sorry. you so much stuff. No, it's quite all right. <laughs> so you do do some looks for, for information about, about uh, unreported uh, uh, quantities of gems, Workers, about yeah. uh, misplaced wages, about whatever it could be. You yeah. don't find any evidence. In fact, what you do find is that every single thing is present and accounted for and the books check out as you start to look into the computers as well you can't find any doctoring or any uh, uh changing of things that have gone on there's a pretty light computer system you're able to break into it very easily um but you do find out that about three weeks ago all communication and note and notation ceases similar to the city of sky mm -hmm. well i mean it's a similar thing it's like they were just poofed out displaced at least now we have a set date for it I just want to prepare us for the fact that I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're misplaced. I think everyone has an energy, a life force. I think they were traded, they were used. Everything that we keep seeing on this planet is about conductivity and connection. And I know he said he didn't see anything on his planet, but I could tell he was lying when Elo Ketch, sorry, I could tell they were lying when, when Elo Ketch told us that they hadn't 
experienced any pre-gap facilities on their planet? Well, magic does a number of things, but a bunch of people don't just go disappearing to be sacrificed for some dark ritual. They're alive. That's just not a thing that happens. Yeah, I I think that perhaps this is a misplacement or or a trading. I I don't think they're gone. They can't be gone. Yeah, you just have to find them. That would not. But right now we should focus on 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 our task at hand, right, Captain? We gotta find the pods. Uh, so. Amaruk's eyes kind of narrow over her and, and her brow furrows over her long uh, wolfy snoot as she kind of takes things in and she very quickly sort of realizes that Jabby's assumptions or uh, explana- firm assertions that these people have to be out there uh, that she realizes how much she doesn't agree with that statement, but can see how much he needs to believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. And she just simply says, she she kind of shakes it off um, and she straightens herself and she says, if they're there, we will find them. And because they're there and alive, find them. And Javi starts looking through notes. When you have done... And she kind of like, she kind of just like to herself says, this is going to hurt like a bitch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is gonna suck. Oh, no. Are we done? Yeah. Great. Um... So when you've done the looking through of the notes and you think that you've gotten everything that you can from them, you descend the stairs and begin to make your way into the loud darkness of the mines. And that is where we are going to take our break. All right, y'all. Um, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Um, and we'll have more Starfound Madness for y'all. All All right. Ah, See you in a moment. Thank you so much for listening to Starfound. Once again, please leave us a like or a follow or whatever it is and a positive review wherever you are listening. And please head over to patreon.com slash starfoundpod in order to pledge to help support us and get some added benefits and a mess of extra Starfound content. And remember, you can tip in order to help or hinder the players at streamlabs.com slash hearthsingergames. Thank you again for listening and for your support, and we'll be back next week. See you soon, Starfam. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. 
Music by Murder Sauce.